What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Fight Night 227, Grasso versus Shevchenko uh, 2. But real quick, I wanted to talk about the results from the betting last week. Uh, it, was, it was a good night, man. Profitable card. Uh, I think I only picked two two of the fights wrong. Maybe three. I, don't, I picked Edwards lost and Spivak lost. I think those were the two, that, um, the two picks that I got wrong. And... Uh, yeah, I wasn't very confident in Spivak, but yeah, I figured maybe he could get the wrestling going, but hey, whatever. So, gone whooped him and looked really good, man. And But uh, yeah, so as far as the bets go, man, I had a one-and-a-half unit play. Um, it was a two-fight parlay on Manon Farot and uh, Farid Basarat. That was a plus 210, so that was a good bit of money right there. Probably about a little over 1500 bucks profit or so on that one. Uh, or maybe the ticket was... Maybe the ticket was, uh, I think the ticket, I had a picture of the ticket. I don't think I put it on the computer, but I think the ticket ended up being like almost $2,000 for that, for that, uh, card, um, or for that, for that parlay. And then I had a, uh, I caught St. Denise at a plus 100, uh, right at the beginning when that line first came out, that was a half unit play. Uh, so that paid off. I had a small play that was like 200 bucks on, uh, Bogdan Guskov, uh, plus 120. And, uh, yeah, he looked horrible, um. I guess he really was just fighting low-level competition, and that was the other fight that I got wrong. There was three fights. Yeah, Guskov. Um, but it was underdog play, man. So you know, I'm never I'm never too hard on myself when underdogs I pick lose because I do pick a lot of them, um, and it's mostly for the value, you know. And then I had um, another little uh, prop play that hit. Uh, it was Saint Saint Denise wins by KO TKO or DQ. Um, Manon Farot straight up, and then an under 3.5 on Cyril Gone versus Sergey Spivak. And I didn't have very much money on that. I mean, it was, it was, uh, altogether, it was just 157 bucks that I got, got on that one. Uh, cause I think I only put like 20 bucks on it or something. It was just something I was playing around with, uh, while I was watching the fights and threw it together. Um, and I did have some other, some of my bigger parlay. Well, I wouldn't say now that they're bigger, but, some of my other parlays that I posted hit, but the thing is, is I I usually do those on Bovada, and Bovada will let you cash out your tickets and fix them whenever they switch fights around or whatever. But I used another app or another website to do my parlays that time, and so whenever uh, whenever all the fights got switched around, I couldn't you know cash out my ticket and fix it. So I basically I lost a lot of value on them, even though they hit like you know. Uh, there was probably four, four fights that either, either the guy didn't end up fighting or, um, or the opponents got switched out, so I didn't get credit for those wins. So it ended up, you know, a eight fight parlay wound up only being like a freaking, you know, a five fight parlay, or you know, my four fight parlay only ended up being a two fight parlay, and so not a whole lot to brag about there. So I didn't really print the tickets on those or anything to show you, um, but it was overall a pretty good night, man. And it was a good day, man. Up early, making money. So, but yeah, man. Let's get into uh, let's get into this card, man. So we lost uh, we lost a couple of good fights on this one, man. Actually, quite a few. Um, 
So Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopilov would have been a great fight. Uh, Kopilov's fighting uh, somebody else now. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Rodriguez uh, failed a uh, um, test for steroids. And then uh, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Kevin Gaslam. I uh, wish that one was going was gonna to happen. Uh, Chris Curtis versus Anthony Hernandez. That would have been a great fight. Um, and then Lupe Godinez's fight got switched out. She's fighting Elise Reed now. So either way, there's uh, quite a few good spots on this card, man. Um, at least I feel that there is. But a lot of these lines have really gotten steamed already, man. Even because, you know, I start very early uh, when I'm doing my, you know, making my bets and stuff like that. And even even with me as early as I get on there, a lot of these lines were still really, um, really steamed, you know. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, so as always, man, please like and subscribe. It would help me out a whole lot, guys. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks for the card, and at the end of the video, I give out my bets. Um, give out my bets for free. I don't charge anybody for anything. Um, and I also, I've, I've been forgetting to say it, but this uh, this show is available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, um, all that stuff, man. And uh, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go to my social medias. Um, Instagram and TikTok are both high kick underscore fight picks. And then there's a Facebook group, high kick fight picks on, on Facebook. Uh, it's easy to find and feel, you know, feel free to post all y'all stuff in there too. You're winning tickets, you know, your bets, whatever. I'd like to see everybody's stuff. Um, that way it's not just me posting all my own crap in there all the time, man. I'd like to like to chat it up with you guys and stuff, man. So, uh, but yeah, please, uh, please look me up, man. So let me get into this first fight here. Yasmin Lucindo taking on Josephine Clinton. And Yasmin is, I'm a big fan of Yasmin, man. Uh, she's 21 years old, 5'3", with a 66-inch reach. She is 15-5 and 2-1 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus 210 favorite. Yeah, both of these girls are making a very quick turnaround here. As of, as of right now, Lucindo just fought two weeks ago. Uh, Josephine just fought a week ago on the Contender Series. Uh, Yasmin has eight wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, she's she's submitted a very talented submission artist in her last her last fight. Man, uh, Pollyanna Viana is a finisher. You know she uh, she finished a finisher really, and it was really impressive. Man, really good look. Uh, she has a, she'll have a six inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, she's very powerful. She throws all of her shots with everything she's got, and you know she can do it for three rounds. She doesn't really get tired. Uh, she gave up a takedown in her last fight, but was able to just kind of stop Viana from doing anything with it until the ref stood it up. Um, she showed nice body lock takedowns and trips. Uh, she's, she looked good on the ground, man. She was on her opponent's side with her knee in between her legs, which leaves her opponent with only two options. Uh, they can either turn one way and give their back, or if they turn the other way, they get mounted. Um, it's really, really cool to see her dominate, you know, a, a legit fighter like that on the ground. Uh, really good. You know, really, really good, dangerous ground and pound. Uh, I think this, I think this approach would serve her well in this matchup. Just get get it to the ground and get a submission. Um, every punch that she landed in her last fight hurt Viana. Uh, she's fast. She does a real good job at countering, uh, especially when she's in the pocket. The only thing I can say that I would like to see her do more is straighten up more of her punches a little more. Uh, but other than that, you know, she's made it work so far. You know, the way she has, you know, she's been doing really good. Uh, puts out. Puts out a lot of volume on the feet, throws good at spinning back kicks, uh, stays moving forward. She's very good for her for her age, and uh, very well rounded. Man, she's really showed kind of everything since she's been in the UFC in her in her three fights. So she's taking on Josephine Kunzenson. She is Kunzenson, Kunzen. Um, 
<laughs> she's 27 years old, 5'3", uh, with a 60-inch reach. She is 6-0, and oh, and this is going to be her UFC debut. And uh, she's a plus 170 underdog. And yeah, Josephine's coming off a win on the Contender Series, uh, like I said, just a week ago. And even though she looked real good, she was fighting a relatively inexperienced girl that didn't really know what to do half the time with the positions. Uh, you know, couldn't get out of the clinch, couldn't get off the, you know, the edge of the cage. Um, I don't really understand this matchup, really, honestly. I mean, you know, she has one win by knockout and the rest are by decision. Uh, she's a Muay Thai practitioner, you know, with a good kickboxing background. Uh, she went four and two in kickboxing, according to Tapology. Anyway, there might have been more than that. Um, she is very good. I just don't think she's fought anybody yet with the skills or experience of Lucendo. Uh, she does fight very well in the clinch, good at controlling people up against the cage, very fast kicks, uh, good trip takedowns, quick hands, good combinations. Uh, she may be the more technical striker of these two, but Lucendo definitely has a power advantage. Uh, good knees in close. Um, a lot of unknowns, in my opinion, you know, on, on Josephine. Uh, she's never fought someone as well-rounded as, as Yasmin. Uh, Josephine's look very good, man. I think she's going to have a good career in the UFC. Uh, but I think Lucinda will be able to do the same thing that she did in her last fight. And that's just grab the body lock takedown, uh, get the trip, you know, whatever she's got to do and get a submission. So I'll take Lucinda to get the win by second round submission. Should be an exciting fight though. The way that, uh, <clears throat> the way Josephine looked in her fight on the contender series is pretty exciting, man. You know, she's putting out a lot of volume, very technical striking. Next up, we got Lapita Godinez taking on Elise Reed. And Godinez is uh, 30 years old, 5'2", with a 61-inch reach. She is 10-3 and 5-3 and and in the UFC, and she is a minus 410 favorite. So, yeah, I'm not as high on Godinez as everybody else is, probably. Uh, she's never really won a fight by knockout, but does have two wins by submission. Uh, she has a lot of trouble making weight, too, in the past. Um, I thought she lost the Cynthia Calvillo fight. Uh, she has a loss on her record to Luana Carolina, which isn't a very good look, which is part of the reason that I'm kind of not as high on her as everybody else is. Um, but all that being said, I do think this is going to be an easy fight for her. You know, she has very good boxing. She's the more well-rounded fighter here. Um, she has the option for the takedowns in this matchup, which is, you know, that's, you know, at least Reed's weakness, really. Um, that's been the story of how to beat her. Uh, she will have a, a speed advantage in this fight as well. Uh, her hands look sharp in her last fight. Good volume, you know, really good right hand, uh, decent jujitsu, good wrestling. I think she really has the advantage most everywhere in this fight. Um, she's taken on Elise Reed. She's 30 years old, 5'3", with a 63-inch reach. She is 7-3 and 3-3 three, and three and three in the UFC. And she's a plus 310 underdog. <clears throat> so she has two wins by knockout, no submission wins on her record. Um, she will have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. She does have good kickboxing, but other than that, not much going for her in this fight. A uh, really bad takedown defense or submission defense is pretty questionable, too, uh, since she was submitted by Luke Boomy, who's primarily known as a Muay Thai striker. Uh, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this one, man, because I I can find no way to justify picking Elise Reed in this spot. So I, I do think Lapita is going to get the job done. Um, I think Lapita is going to submit uh, submit Elise Reed by rear naked choke, probably in Probably late, probably round three. Uh, I think she's going to wear on her a good bit. And at least, at least might put up a good fight in the first round, but eventually I think Godinez will be able to get her down. Because um, at least Reed is a really good kickboxer. I think she might she might catch, you know, Lupi a few times, and then uh, Godinez will be, you know, going for those takedowns, and she will get them. So next up we got Roman Kopolov taking on Josh Fremd. And didn't Josh Fremd just fought? He just fought over a week ago as well. Huh. 
crazy. And then, uh, man, and Kopilov just fought two weeks ago. That's crazy. These guys are jumping back in real quick. Why is everybody on this card jumping in this quick? I guess they really had a, I don't know. I wouldn't say that Josh Brim got a dominant performance and didn't take any damage. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Roman Kopilov is 32 years old, six foot tall with a 75-inch reach. He's 11-2 and two and 3-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a minus 250 favorite. Uh, he has 10 wins by knockout. Almost all of his wins that he has are, have been by finish, um, other than like one, I think. Um, had a rough start to his UFC career, but he's really turned a corner. He's won three in a row. Um, he's looked real good. You know, big power, good conditioning. Uses a, a really fast jab. He's really accurate. Uh, he's done a real good job in the past few fights of just kind of avoiding the big shots of his opponents and coming down the middle uh, with good straight shots, man. And Honestly, didn't really take, I guess he did take a hard shot from Ribeiro in his last fight, but for the most part, he's been kind of unscathed. Um, you know, he uses a lot of, um, he uses a lot of feints to set up his strikes, you know, just good fundamentals on the, on the ground or um, on the feet, sorry. And then, uh, has a nasty uppercut. Um, after the Soriano fight, I was like, man, I'd like to see Kopilov throw some more kicks. And, and then in the next fight, he knocked out Ribeiro with a head kick. So. Um, he's been training out in Dagestan. Uh, his wrestling has improved as well in his takedown defense. Uh, he fights mostly southpaw, good striking defense. He's never been knocked out. Uh, really good at targeting the liver with his kicks. Um, also, you know, he always looks so much bigger than his opponents. You know, for once, he's going to be kind of at a height and reach disadvantage in this fight. Um, he's going to want to keep Friend, you know, on the back foot, keep him up against the cage and, and just really wear on him and eventually get the knockout. Uh, he's been training, you know, up at elevation, so the cardio is going to be on point, and I expect him to look good. Uh, he's taking on Josh Friend. He is 29 years old, 6'3", or 6'4", with a 76-inch reach. He's 11-4 and 2-2 and two and two in the UFC, and he's a plus 210 underdog. <clears throat> yeah, Josh is a big guy. He's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. Um, his wins in the UFC have been over guys who don't really either, like Dumas doesn't have a whole lot of high-level experience, and that was his first fight in the UFC. And, you know, Jamie Pickett hasn't really been able to get any wins in the UFC, maybe one win. Um, so, yeah, Josh struggled a lot more than I thought he should have against Pickett. You know, he was really just kind of holding him down, uh, you know, rather than really doing much with it. Um, I thought he'd be able to get a finish for sure in that fight, and he, and he didn't. Uh, he has four wins by knockout, four wins by submission. He did seem a bit uncomfortable on the feet against Pickett. Um, like I said, he just kind of kept Pickett down the whole time. Uh, Josh has shown to have good hip tosses and throws, you know, which I think he'll... He'll definitely have to use to get a win in this fight if he can. Uh, he's not going to want to stay on the on the feet with Kapilov. Uh, not sure he'll be able to get Kapilov down, though. You know, Kapilov's been over in Dagestan training, so I think his takedown defense will be on point. Uh, you know, which is that's only Josh's only shot at winning this, in my opinion. And I expect Kapilov to, you know, being a southpaw, I expect him to take advantage of the of the body kicks, you know, on the orthodox fighter. Um, Kapilov has the power advantage, the striking advantage. Uh, I think he's probably the better wrestler, too. Uh, unfortunately for Josh, I don't see, you know, a way for him to get a win here. Uh, I'm be taking Kopilov to win by knockout in round two. Um, also for him, just had some trouble making weight. So look, look, look at that too. Whenever you're considering betting on this fight, um, if he has a real bad weight cut, you don't know what he's going to look like. <clears throat> Sorry. Try not to cough as much as I did last time. <laughs> um, next up, we got Nathan Levy taking on Alex Reyes. And Levy is 31 years old, 5'9", with a 72-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 2-1 and and in the UFC. He's a minus 350 favorite. 
So Levy, Levy's had quite a few fights fall out this year. Um, he's never won a fight by knockout. He has three submission wins on his record. Uh, I think Levy's really good, man. He's constantly improving. You know, he's very well-rounded. Uh, he may not have gotten a knockout win yet, but we've seen him hurt and drop guys several times. Uh, has a karate background, has a very sneaky left high kick. A uh, really good lead high kick as well. Not a lot of people throw those in the UFC. Um, his wrestling has got a lot better as well. Uh, throws hard cap kicks. You know, he caught Valdez with a with a hook kick in his last fight, man. It was really, really impressive, man. It was, uh, it was a really slick kick, man. <clears throat> good submission defense. He's never been submitted. You know, pushes a good pace. Has nice outside trips. Um, you know, nice trips outside the off, uh, outside the body lock, off the body lock. Um, I expect him to have a lot of advantages in this fight, and and I'll tell you why. Uh, he's taking on Alex Reyes. He is 36 years old, 5'11", with a 73-inch reach. He is 13-3 and and 0-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus 270 underdog. So the last time Alex fought was almost six years ago now, and in that fight he got knocked out by Mike Perry. Um, in the Perry fight, he just kind of struggled with the Muay Thai clinch really badly. Uh, got caught with a knee, you know, put out pretty badly. Um, he is a good striker. All of his wins have been by finish, nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, he counters very well, but, man, it's been six years since he's fought, man, and he's coming back in at almost 37 years old. Uh, the whole UFC has moved up in skill since then. These guys coming in are now way more skilled and well-rounded than they were six years ago. Um, I have a lot of trouble believing this guy is going to come in, you know, after being out this long and get a win here. Uh, Levy's been active, you know. It, he's a, I guess Reyes is a big lightweight, man. He's going to have a one-inch reach advantage, but I do believe that um, – I do believe that Levy is going to get the first knockout in this fight that he, of his career. Um, probably with one of those tricky kicks that he throws, man. So I'm taking Levy to win by knockout round one. Next up, we got Edgar Chárez taking on Daniel Lacerda. Seems like Chárez just fought not that long ago. A little over a month ago. <clears throat> Lacerda fought. and He's been out a while. <laughs> Five months. Uh, excuse me. So Charez is 27 years old, uh, 5'7 with a 72-inch reach. He is 10-5 and 0-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-220 favorite. And this guy made his debut against uh, Tatsuro Tiara you know, about a month ago. Uh, got out grappled like everybody does against Tiara, not a surprise. Um, Edgar will have a 2-inch reach advantage in this fight. Four wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, he's never been knocked out, but he has been submitted twice. He's a big flyweight, heavy hands, good boxing, nice leg leg kicks. Um, eats a lot of calf kicks himself, doesn't really check them a whole lot. Uh, he was making a lot of mistakes in his last fight, like jumping on guillotines that he you know wasn't going to get. Um, if he had, if he hadn't been fighting Tiara, he may have had success with those guillotines. But you know Tiara is so good with the submission defense. Um, you know, he lost his fight on the Contender Series to Clayton Carpenter. You know, his weakness in, in these fights have been his grappling and, you know, his takedown defense. Um, he has trouble getting up once he's taken down, pretty much. You know, Clayton Carpenter's not particularly known for his, you know, for his wrestling, and he was able to, to get the win, even though Charez caught him with a good shot, you know, in the first round, broke his broke his nose or whatever that was. It's been a while since I watched that one. <clears throat> but uh, he's taken on Daniel Lacerda, uh, 27 years old, 5'6", with a 70-inch reach. He is 11-5 and and 0-4 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-180 underdog. Yeah, so whether anybody wants to admit it or not, Lacerda is a good fighter. He's very exciting. He does the same thing every time. He comes out and he has success. He hurts guys. You know, he puts everything he has into trying to finish them, and if he doesn't finish them, he gasses out, and it, co- you know, it costs him big time. Um, 
if he wasn't a very exciting fighter, he wouldn't be getting another shot in the UFC after being finished, you know, three times in a row. Or has it been four times in a row? Yeah, four times in a row. Um, you know, he has all the skills, man. He just needs to, to work on the cardio and pace himself because uh, he almost finished his last two opponents. You know, he caught C.J. Vergara and you know, had him rocked and was chasing him all over the octagon trying to get him, you know, and and uh, the same thing. He even did that. I think he did that to Jeff Molina, too, and, and Victor Altamoreno caught him with some good stuff in the first round. Um, you know, he's very powerful. You know, he has good submissions and takedowns. All his wins have been by finish, five knockouts, six submissions. Uh, this is a step down in competition, in my opinion, from who he's been fighting. Um, he uses cap kicks very well. It's just his gas tank that caught, that loses him the fight every time. Um, I really want to pick Lacerda here. I feel like this could be one of those fights where he could get a quick finish. Uh, it's just hard to pick somebody that's lost four times in a row, man. I, I, I also think, you know, I also think he could, should consider going up a weight class maybe, which might help him with those issues. Uh, I could definitely see him getting a quick submission here, but you know, I, I don't know if I have it in me to, to pick him. I do want to, though. Because I feel like this is one of those one of those ones where he could make the comeback and get a quick finish, you know. And I just can't pick him with his cardio looking like it has. So even even though for some reason my gut is telling me to pick Lacerda, um, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay away from this fight altogether. But um, I'll take Chara's to win. Uh, I'll say by second round TKO. Next up, we got Tracy Cortez taking on Jasmine Jazdavicius. Cortez is 29 years old, 5'5 uh, five, five with a 65 and a half inch reach. She is 10 and 1 and 4 and 0 in the UFC, and she's a minus 130 favorite. And uh, she has, um, she only has two finishes, um, one by sub, one by KO. I don't think she's got a finish in the UFC. I don't think. I better check before I say that. Yeah, she hasn't had a finish in the UFC yet. Um, has had trouble making weight a few times. She's known for her wrestling. Um, you know, and so is her opponent in this fight. You know, Jasmine's also a pretty good wrestler. Um, I haven't really thought that highly of Cortez, at least as far as the competition she's faced. You know, aside from Melissa Gatto, um, I consider Gatto to be a pretty good fighter. Um, she has good ground and pound, good trip takedowns. You know, she's very good at transition to the back. Um we saw her struggle a little bit against Justine Kish, who's not in the UFC anymore, I don't think. Uh, that was a split decision win. And I, I don't think... I'm just not sold all the way on Cortez yet. She does have good boxing. She's fast. Uh, but just based on, you know, the competition that she's been taking on and stuff. And, you know, I think Gato was just a little bit too comfortable being on her back. And that's what, you know, ended up costing her in that fight. But uh, she's taking on Jasmine Jazdavicius. She is 34 years old, 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. She is nine and two and three and one in the UFC. She's a plus one ten underdog. Yeah, Jasmine is coming off of a dominant performance against Miranda Maverick, who everybody's you know always so high on or whatever. But uh, Jasmine has good wrestling as well as her striking. You know, did look much improved in her last fight. Uh, she's going to be the bigger girl here for sure. She's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage. Um, she's very strong in the clinch. Uh, you know, nice body lock takedowns. Uh, she's never been finished. Uh, good submission defense. She she pushes a really tough pace, was a uh, tough pace, which is one of her her best weapons, really, along with her length and her height. Um, her takedown defense is pretty good, man. Really good at stuff in the head, and she has two wins by knockout, one win by submission. I'm just, man, I'm not super confident in it, but I'm going to be taking the underdog here in Jasmine. Uh, I'll take her to win by decision, and I just really liked what I saw out of her against Miranda Maverick. 
you know i thought i i thought she was a big underdog in that fight and came through and just you know um really pushed the pace and just didn't stop man so she won she didn't didn't look bad in any area of that fight so i'll take her man next up we got raul rosas jr versus terrence mitchell um so raul is 18 years old he's almost 19 now five uh, nine with a 67 inch reach he is seven and one and one and one in the ufc and he's a minus 500 favorite so yeah i called it last time when rosas you know lost to rodriguez I, I picked rodriguez for that fight i don't even i don't remember if i had a play on him or not um rodriguez experience saw him through that fight you know after a bad first round uh rosas started to tire out you know and he lost the last two rounds you know pretty badly uh, Rosa is a very good grappler. You know, he even took Rodriguez's back for the whole first round. Um, he has very good jujitsu. Five wins by submission, one win by knockout. I still think it's a little too early for him to be in UFC, but like, I don't know, maybe not because he's able to beat like the Jay Perrins and stuff like that. Um, but I think he has a good shot at winning this fight as well, maybe. But I'm just not very sold on him yet after you know how it went last time. Uh, he just needs to pace himself a little bit more with his takedowns and not just push himself so hard through the first round and hopefully he won't gas out again. Um, very good at jumping on the back, even when his opponent is standing, uh, not all that great on the feet though, really, but I could see him landing some good shots on people when, when people are so worried about his takedowns, uh, they're not, they're more worried about that than the striking or whatever, but I don't agree with him being this big of a favorite at all. Uh, it really makes me want to pick Mitchell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mitchell is 33 years old. Uh, 5'10". We don't have a reach on him right here for some reason. Uh, I don't remember if I got it. I didn't I didn't write his reach down, but uh, he's going to have a 7-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, and he is 14-3 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. He's a plus 375 underdog. Uh, all this guy's wins have been by finish. Six knockouts and eight submissions. Uh, this guy could absolutely win this fight. You know, if he if he makes it through the first round and, and Rosas tires... Um, he has a good shot. He's he's a grown man, you know. He's not a not a nineteen year old kid. Um, he's going to have the you know the a little bit of a little bit of muscle advantage or however you would you know you want to say that. Um, you know he's a big bantamweight. He lost his debut to Cameron Saban, who's you know the real deal and undefeated. Uh, Mitchell is the better striker and has the power advantage. You know this fight probably goes one of two ways: either Rosas gets a sub in the first round or Mitchell gets a late finish. Um, I don't think I'm going to be putting this fight on any of my parlays because uh, I'm not super confident in it um, for either of these guys. Uh, I guess I'll pick Rosas for the purposes of the channel. Maybe he gets it done in the first round. Uh, but if you get past the uh, the first round, you know you probably want to jump on that live betting opportunity on Mitchell. Uh, probably get him at a real good price. But I don't know. I just uh, yeah, I'm not confident in that. I don't know that. I definitely don't think Rosas deserves to be a a, plus, a minus 500 favorite, but I also don't, I'm not super high on Mitchell either, but uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I hope, I hope Mitchell wins though. I'm going for him. Next up, we got Fernando Padilla taking on Padilla, taking on Kyle Nelson. <clears throat> and uh, this should be a very fun fight while it lasts. So um, Fernando is 26 years old. 6-1 with a 76-inch reach. He is 15-4 and four and 1-0 and oh in the UFC, and he's a minus 275 favorite. He's a very long, tall striker, man. He's going to have a 5-inch reach advantage in this fight. 
I mean, he has five wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Very fast hands, good combinations, very powerful. Uh, even though in his, la- his last fight was a bit of an early stoppage, he did drop Arosas twice before that. Uh, before the ref jumped in. So I think he was on his way to really finishing him even worse. So um, he's very accurate with his punches. You know, at, at you know that was, his last fight, was that was him coming off of a long layoff. I think he hadn't fought in, you know, a year and a half or more uh, before that fight. So I can only imagine, you know, that he's going to look way better now being active, uh, coming off his first big win in the UFC. Um, he's very good at using his long frame, uses his jab very well, uh, really nice straight right hand. Uh, he's dangerous off of his back as well. Uh, he's a 10th planet guy, so he's got he's got good jujitsu. Um, he doesn't overcommit or throw everything into his strikes, and he really kind of like picks up the pace the further into the fight that he goes, man. So he starts off a little slow and just keeps going more and more and more until he gets a finish. Um, and his fights are always very fun to watch, so I'm really looking forward to it. He's taking on Kyle Nelson. He's 32 years old, 5'11", with a 71-inch reach. He is 14-5-1 and and 2-4-1 and in the UFC. He's a plus 212 underdog. And uh, honestly, I thought this guy's UFC career was over before his last fight, man. I thought he was on his way out. Um, you know, he has five wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, he definitely has heavy hands, man. I, I don't think anybody really thought he was going to win his last fight. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people, anyway, that I that I heard about saying that he was going to win. Um, his conditioning has gotten a lot better um, over his past few, his past few fights. He hasn't been gassing out. Um, you could tell in his last fight that his takedown defense has improved a lot. Uh, he's good at keeping. He's good at keeping the underhooks and controlling guys up against the cage. Um, his leg kicks looked on point. He hurt Builder really bad with those. Uh, does his best work when he's moving forward. You know, he, he was getting out-volumed in the, his last fight, but he was landing the more damaging strikes. And, uh, yeah, those calf kicks were really, really helping him out. Um, if there is a way that Nelson wins this fight, man, I think he would have to go for takedowns, which he isn't really known for. Um, Padilla will be better everywhere on the feed, I believe. Um, definitely going to have a power advantage as well. So I'm going to be taking Padilla. Um, I think I'm, I'm taking him by a first round, first round knockout, man. I know Kyle's tough, but Padilla's really good. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Everybody always gives me shit about the names. <clears throat> Next up, we got Daniel Zellhuber taking on Christos Giagos. Uh, Zellhuber is 24 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 77-inch reach. He is 13-1 and one and 1-1 one and one in the UFC, and he's a minus 220 favorite. Yeah, I'm really high on this guy, man. He's going to have a 5.5-inch reach advantage here. Uh, seven wins by knockout, two wins by submission. You know, in his UFC debut, I think it was kind of a legit case of octagon jitters, man. He just went out there and didn't do anything. And that has to be what it was, because if you watch, you know, his fights before that and the fight after that, there, was, there wasn't any of that. You know, he was, he was really good, very impressive, very talented. I mean, trains at elevation. The cardio is going to be good. Um, he has good head movement, man. And we saw, you know, from his fight on the contender series that he can definitely take a big shot or two. I mean, he was getting touched up quite a bit in the first round of that fight. And then eventually just slowly started taking over, man. And, uh, he's very well-rounded, really technically sound, good elbows in tight, throws a good variety of strikes, uh, throws lots of nice straight shots. Um, doesn't really overcommit and wind up on anything. Uh, really good at catching guys with his knees when they duck their heads, uh, you know, in close. Uh, great takedown defense, nice hip tosses, and good top pressure. Uh, really good with his Muay Thai clinch as well. And, you know, he's young. He's going to constantly be improving, in my opinion, man. And I think he's he's going to go pretty far. And he's taking on Christos Giagos. He is 33 years old, uh, 5'10", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 20-10. 20 and 10. 
twenty and ten and six and six in the UFC. He's a plus one eighty five underdog. Yeah, Giagos is coming off a vicious knockout win over Ricky Glenn, which I never really could figure out what all the hype was on Ricky Glenn. Uh, I guess he went to a draw with, you know, Grant Dawson. I guess that's impressive. Uh, Giagos has eight wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, he's very powerful. He does a lot of exploding in with big shots, which is how he fights. Um, he's been working on his grappling a lot. You know, he has good wrestling. The problem in the past has really been a little bit of a cardio issue. Uh you know, he's definitely fought the tougher competition out of these two, I would say. Um, I would say that Ricky Glenn has been Jago's uh, best win so far in the UFC. You know, most of his wins, most of his wins have been over guys that aren't in the UFC anymore, if you go back and look into it, or, or guys that haven't gotten a win yet in the UFC. And, you know, his losses have been to really good guys, though, as well. You know, this is this is Jago's second run in the UFC, and he's been a lot better, uh, made lots of improvements, constantly working. Uh, been working real hard on his ground game. Uh, I'm a fan of Giagos. You know, I kind of want him to do well, but I, I've got to go with Zell Huber here. Um, I don't think Giagos will be able to get the takedowns on Zell Huber. And, uh, you know, Giagos may land some big shots in the first round, but I think Zell Huber will eventually take over. And, and Giagos has been sm- submitted five times. So I'm, I'm going to take Zell Huber to win by uh, submission round three. Next up, we got the co-main event. Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. Should be an amazing fight. <clears throat> Kevin is 30 years old, 6'3", with an 81-inch reach. He is 25-9 and 12-6 and and in the UFC. And uh, this fight was a pick at the time. Let me check and see if anybody's the underdog yet. Because honestly, man, I'm so torn on this fight that So torn on this fight, it's hard for me to choose. So. So, let's see. Yeah, it's still a pick em. Uh, So I'm a big fan of Kevin Holland's, man. I'm... I'm actually a fan of both of these guys, but more so Holland. Um, he started out a favorite man, and money has come in on Madalena. Uh, Kevin's going to have an 8-inch reach advantage in this fight. You know, this is good matchmaking as much as this fight kind of hurts my soul. You know, I don't like to see either of these guys lose. Um, you know, Holland has good jiu-jitsu, trains out of uh, uh, Travis Luter BJJ um, right here in Fort Worth where I live. You know, he has sneaky chokes with his long arms, uh, but he does prefer to fight on the feet, man. He has 13 wins by knockout, 8 wins by submission. And I expect this fight to play out on the feet, man. I expect Holland to want to entertain the fans, which I'm not so sure is such a good idea here. I mean, you know, Jack's weaknesses have been his takedown defense, even though he's pretty good at getting back up to his feet. Um, a lot of people thought he lost his last fight, man. But going back and watching it, um, going back and watching it, I, I think that, you know, even though he got taken down a lot, his opponent really didn't do much with it. Um, I wish I wish I could trust, you know, uh, uh Kevin Holland to, to use his wrestling and get a takedown here and a submission. I just don't think I can trust him to do that. But, you know, Kevin is a good, powerful striker. I think he's more well-rounded of these two. Um, he's good at using his range, you know, his long jab. Uh, this is a fight that could really go either way. Uh, he's taking on Jack Della Maddalena. He is 27 years old, 5'11", with a 73-inch reach. He is 15-2 and two and 5-0 and oh in the UFC. And like I said, this fight's a, a pick'em. <clears throat> so... 
Now, Jack's got 11 wins by knockout, two wins by submission, very smooth technical striking, uh, switches stances very well. He's good from both stances. Uh, has really good striking, man. Uh, you know, good striking defense. Uses his jab very well. Uh, doesn't swing big and wing shots. Everything is nice, straight, and accurate. Uh, we saw in the Ramazan Ami fight that, you know, in, that, and in his last fight that if he gets taken down, he can get up. You know, he's pretty good at that. Um, and that he has decent, you know, submission defense. And when guys are covering up, man, when he has them hurt, you know, up against the cage, he always throws that knee to the face. Uh, uses lead hand very well, you know, and, and I'm just torn on this fight. <laughs> uh, very torn on this fight. Uh, I guess for the purposes of the channel, I'm going to pick Madalena, even though, I, I mean, I kind of, I really want Holland to win, but I'm going to pick Madalena, but I'm not confident in that. And honestly, when it comes down to it, probably when it gets close to the time of the, of the card, I, whoever's the underdog is probably who I will put, end up putting my money on, uh, just to be honest. So this pick may change. Um, but I'm going to go with Madalena for now, just because we haven't really seen him have any trouble on the feet with anybody. Uh, you know, not yet. And, you know, he did fight Randy Brown, who's a big, tall striker, but Randy Brown's nowhere near as good as, you know, Kevin Holland, I don't think. But, um, yeah, for now, I'll go with Madalena. And next up, we got the main event. I wonder if they're going to add any more fights to this card. There's only 11 fights right now. It's kind of weird. When was the last time we saw a title fight that wasn't on a pay-per-view? Does anybody know? So Alexa Grasso is 30 years old, 5'5 uh, five, five with a 66-inch reach. She is 16-3 and 8-3 and and in the UFC. And she's a plus-175 underdog. Uh, she has four wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Very nice boxing, very tough. I'm going to read both of their stats out real quick, and then I'm just going to go over what I think might happen in this fight or how I think it's going to go. Uh, Shevchenko is 35 years old, 5'5 five, five with a 65-and-a-half-inch reach. Uh, she's only going to have a half-inch reach advantage. Or Grasso will have a half-inch reach advantage, sorry. Um, she's 23, 23 and four and 12 and three in the UFC. She's a minus two fifteen favorite. And, you know, Valentina is an amazing kickboxer with great submissions, very well-rounded. Um, and I think Valentina has the striking and power advantage here, even though she was getting caught with some good shots in the last fight. Uh, she has eight wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. And I honestly think, you know, the last fight was kind of a case of Shevchenko got caught up, you know, in winning a lot of easy fights maybe, and hadn't worked on certain things as much as she should have been. You know, kind of like when Nunez lost to Pena, uh, uh, Jessica Pena. Uh, was that the right name? I hope so. We all, y'all know what I'm talking about when Nunez lost that fight uh, to Jessica. I think it's Pena. Um, either way, <laughs> where was I at? Uh, then came back and you know uh, destroyed Pena in the rematch. Um, I think I think Shevchenko is going to have gone back and worked really hard on her takedown defense, her submission defense. You know, she's so smart, so skilled. You know, she's one of the greatest women fighters of all time. Uh, her striking is very technical. Her kicks are some of her best weapons. I think Shevchenko is going to come out and, and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, come out to prove some things in this fight, man. Or she could be done. You know, you never know. Um, but I am going to be picking Shevchenko to win. Uh, I'm going to take her to win by a late finish. Uh, I think she'll be better prepared, you know, for, for the southpaw this time. I don't think she... Um, I don't think she was, that's the reason she was struggling a little bit, you know, in her last fight. I think she wasn't used to the southpaw either. So she was getting caught with a few punches off guard or whatever. But I think she's going to come back, man, and try and get her revenge and try to prove a point here. And yeah, man. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going to say she wins by, by 
uh, round three, round three or round four submission. But could be wrong, man. It is crazy that you know people are going so hard with Valentina, even though Grasso won the last fight. Uh, but I do agree with it, man. You know, or maybe I'm just biased. Maybe I'm just a big fan of Shevchenko and think she's you know one of the greatest ever. So I, yeah, you know, I don't know, man. But <clears throat> anyway, that's my that's my uh, picks, guys. As far as my as far as my bets go. Pull these up here. So, yeah. So a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, uh, the lines were so steamed, guys, that I really couldn't get. There weren't any plays that I was really comfortable with. Um, you know, betting straight up because a lot of them are pushing close to minus three hundreds or whatever. So what I ended up doing is making uh, two, two two fight parlays. Um, one of them is Zell Huber and Kopalov. It's a plus one hundred. And that's a two-unit play. I would say they're probably my most confident picks on the card. Um, and then the second parlay is Padilla and Levy, and that's a minus 125, and that's a one-unit play. And as far as parlays go, let's see. This is my first first parlay, first line, Kopilov, uh, Padilla, uh, Zellhuber, and Levy. That's a plus 251. And then to that I added... Make sure I'm on the right ones. Um, to that one, I added Lucindo and Chárez, and that's a plus 653. I'll leave it up for a minute so y'all can see it. Um, and I'm fairly confident in that one too, you know. But and then after that, where's the next one? This one. And after that, I added Jezdevicius to it. Just one fight, I added to it. That's a plus 1443. And then the next line, I added um, Shevchenko. There was only like a couple fights that I left off of this. Um, and the Shevchenko, the eight-fight eight fight parlay here with Shevchenko is plus 2,178. And uh, obviously the Hail Mary, you know, y'all can put that together out of my picks. I'll, I always make one, you know, just in case. But this is more of my more confident, you know, parlays or whatever. Um so yeah, man, that's uh, that's it, guys. Man, I really appreciate all y'all. Thank y'all so much for caring what I have to say, and uh, for all the support and everything. And and please like and subscribe, man. And uh, as far as the contest goes, I think I'm gonna end up switching because uh, I did think about it. You know, if somebody gets the picks right on here, you know, um, I have no way of really messaging back and forth with you guys. You know, <laughs> so uh, it would be hard to you know know that I'm talking to the right person or you know getting the right right stuff or whatever i mean it'd be a lot more easier to communicate over instagram or facebook um so i think i'm gonna what i'm gonna end up doing is i'll post a, a video you know on my instagram uh, about the competition and everybody can leave their their picks on there that way i know for sure i can um you know that who i'm talking to and and everything and i can get your information through private messages or whatever uh if y'all win the uh if y'all win the one of the free autograph merch things um and yeah and i'm sure i mean the same people participate every time in the contest so i'll end up posting something on there that way you guys can put your your picks on there and uh what else man is there anything else i don't think so man i, I really appreciate you guys thank you so much man y'all have a good night man i'm out of here